I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Pay Attention, Please, Hollywood Life's Real Housewives podcast. I'm Chris Rogers. And I'm Eric Tedisco. And... I mean, Eric, we just need to get right into it because we are coming fresh off the Vanderpump Rules final, like part three of the reunion. Uh, Watched it last night. I just this morning watched the uncensored version. I know you said you did too. I'm just like blown away. I want to go through it like piece by piece because a lot was said. There's so much. There's so much. Um, I kind of want to, well, first off, I, I think we should, not to hijack, I think we should start with Raquel's reveal only because that's the headline of the whole reunion. I feel like, I feel like we should start with that. Yeah. Um, I think so too, because actually when we got the screener for the episode, that's what we did because that was the big moment of the episode. Mm -hmm. So in the final six minutes, um, Raquel filmed a private one-on-one interview with it was actually the showrunner um I don't have the name off the top of my head but it was not like a a producer of the show it was the showrunner so six days after the reunion filmed in late March um I think producers or the showrunner um became aware of certain information from Raquel um because what happened was I don't know if fans remember this, but Raquel like left. She came back and filmed a little bit for the finale. But then if Mm -hmm. you remember the finale, it said like Raquel just like booked it. She didn't film any confessional. She left town, turned off her phone, Mm -hmm. et cetera. So when the reunion finished filming, I think producers wanted to go back and film some confessional footage with her for to put into the finale. Mm -hmm. Uh, but what they learned during that time was some of the stuff that Raquel revealed and they probably felt if it was better just to leave it for the end because it was so shocking and so monumental. So basically six days after the reunion filmed, Raquel sat down with the showrunner, like I said, and basically told the, finally told the truth about this whole timeline. Mm-hmm. Like for months since this news broke, Tom, and Raquel have been adamant that they only had sex once in August 2022 after Lake ha- the Lake Havasu trip. Yeah, um, boys' night, yeah. Boys' night, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they had sex once, and then we're like, oh my gosh, we can't do this. Right. Took a breather. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't fully hook up again until, I think, what, the new year, 2023 or something? Or no, I think they said, like, maybe later in the year like towards like the bravo con time but like after filming wrapped like oh, after af- after the wedding so they said you know after schwartz made out with her so that was their story and i think it was i didn't want to say it was their story i think that was sandoval's story that raquel was just thrown into because he was telling her what to do and i'd seen my producers got wind that there were some discrepancies in the story and that there was not 
all truths being told and Raquel was felt obligated, I guess, to expose those lies, which she did. So basically she said that there was no break. They mm-hmm. actually had sex also in Mexico during Sheena's wedding in late August. Multiple um, times. Multiple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that it started because she saw Tom was like really drunk the first night they were all in Mexico. He was like trying to find his hotel room. No one else was around except I think an employee of the hotel. Raquel swooped him into her room and was like, I'll take, I'll help him. Like he's lost. He's a little drunk. And they had sex that night. Then she mm-hmm. that they had sex a couple more times during that trip. Um, which and is, from there, the affair was born. Yeah, and it's just mind-blowing because it's like her and Schwartz also made out. Was uh, Do you remember what night her and Schwartz made out? Was it the first night or second? Uh, how many nights were they? So I think that they were in um, Mexico for three nights. I think the first night was like that white party when they were all wearing white. So I think that's the night that that happened because then the second the second night was the Habaki night. Remember when James and um, Allie left and they went to like the underground bar with like the with Lala and Katie and stuff. Um, and then it was the wedding. So it seems like it happened the first right night. away, but there was still overlap nonetheless with Schwartz of it all. And mind you, this whole time, the story being spun to Schwartz was that that didn't happen. So this, I would presume, is new information to him as well. Yeah. So basically, yes, Raquel admitted they it was there was no break. The affair began in August. It never stopped. Mm-hmm. It became a lot more frequent. She said after Sheena's wedding, mm-hmm. um, while everyone was filming. So throughout filming, they were hooking up. There was no break again. Um, she also revealed that that whole infamous hot tub night where Ariana was out of town at her grandmother's funeral. Um, right. Raquel when Ken Todd was the whistleblower. <laughs> yeah, Raquel and Todd. I, I will repeat that in my head forever. I can't believe that, all, that Raquel was at home when Ariana was over. He knew. I'm sure he was tipped yeah. off, but he knew. Yeah. Him and Allie were the smoking guns this season. Yeah, literally. Hysterical. Um, but yeah, so they had sex that night, Raquel said, in the house. Mm-hmm while Ariana was away at her grandmother's funeral. Um, Raquel also admitted that she met his family during the holidays. She flew to um, St. Louis. Well, first she said she had no recollection, and there's photo proof. There's photo proof. Yeah, then she gave in. And then what else did she, she... Oh, and then, so throughout this whole mess, she also was really like, feeling bad that they were hurting Ariana. She loved Ariana. And so she suggested to Tom, why don't we just be a thruple? And he he shot that down. He was like, no, no, no. Like, we're not doing that, et cetera. So, and then it, within this whole, like, admission, she actually mm-hmm. starts to show emotion that, like, everyone's been waiting for, everyone's waiting to see. She yeah. seems scared to reveal this information. Um she says that she just can't take the lying anymore and that Tom would kill her if she revealed any of this information. And she's especially scared because he's basically all she has left. She's cut off all her friends. She's betrayed all of them. And it's just like scary to watch. And I almost like in that moment, for me at least, it's not that like, and this didn't happen to me. So it has nothing yeah. to do with like me being able to forgive her or whatever. Mm. But in that moment, I did feel a little humanity from her. And I felt like it was like an inch towards um, almost like 
I don't know, like she was seeing the light. I don't want to use the word forgiveness, but like yeah. Fan could at least get past it a little bit with her because it seems like she was very controlled by him, very manipulated by him. And she's actually showing remorse where he cried a couple times during the reunion, but I don't continued think- a concocted manipulated lie like a whole story that he clearly coached her ahead of time yeah. going to the reunion that's why he wanted to talk to her when the cameras weren't rolling like he yes. created this mastermind plan of not only was the affair going on but then how to cover it up with by like 25 percent admitting it but then also leaving out all these details that she completely exposed at the end um yeah it it makes him look even worse because he was presenting himself as going into the reunion as he's owning everything. He's telling the truth to everyone. He's sorry to Arana for what he did. He knows no one will forgive him, but you know, he's got his tail between his legs. Like he's like, this is what I did. It's all out in the open. Uh-huh. Not so much apparently. So no. she really blew everything wide open. And watching that scene was watching someone who was in an abusive situation. Now I'm not a doctor. You're not a doctor. Yeah. I, I'm not going to diagnose or give, you know, a verdict based on what is going on. Cause there's probably God knows more about going on behind closed doors since this all began with the two of them but my god is that girl controlled by him and she clearly is a very weak mentally person like she does not have a lot of strength it seems like there we've seen that since she joined the show especially after her james breakup everything going on with peter and schwartz and now sandoval like there's not a lot of strength there that she's mustering up and he has her under his abusive thumb and it's very frightening to watch and I completely agree with you I don't think it's far-fetched at all to say wow I saw you know watched that last five minutes of the episode and fell for her and you know who else felt for her it was Lala I yes. think that everyone on the show felt for her because Lala was on Watch What Happens Live with Tamara Judge after the episode yep. and she was very reserved about her feelings that she was like I felt bad a little and we know Lala does not hold back and she really does not like Raquel I mean I think She's hated Raquel even she's hated Raquel even before all this nonsense started. So that was a moment where I think they're seeing like that girl's starting to break free from the prison that she be she's being held in by this man. And yeah. she's starting to see the light. Now she did this to herself. These are her actions. She, she's yeah. you know, she's not 16, she's 28. I mean, she's like my age. Like she's not a child. Right. But like it, there was a huge sign of her in that moment of what she was doing. And I would presume that was going against everything that he wanted. And I can't imagine he's happy about what she spilled. No. Um, And I almost wonder if, if that whole, remember, you know, the whole breakup report that came out a couple of weeks ago, Mm -hmm. we don't know if it's true. Obviously, you know, he was pictured sort of talking to her on the phone or what appeared to be on a plane after that. But let's say let's say she left this and did tell him hey i revealed a bunch of stuff within maybe that's why they broke up i don't know i bet she did i bet i bet she was like i i I spilled it i I screwed up i i told that i told them like the producers know because he's very concocted about what to show on the tv and whatnot like he's you know he's been in this business for a long time he's 10 plus years on the show raquel's new to it and she doesn't get the game as much so i think she yeah had a little bit of word vomit there and was just like it was probably freeing for her to do so because this has been a you have to be a kind of person to concoct this type of lie and and then keep it going even when the lie has already been exposed you still continue with these smaller lies that are still tricking people nonetheless and i think it overcame her and i mean i don't think this girl should be on television 
I don't know if this is like hyperbolic or dramatic of me, but like, I think it's to the point where like, does Bravo have a responsibility to not have this girl on the show anymore for the well-being of her and her life and the destruction it's causing? You know, like I, I, I don't know. I think that's like a conversation worth having. And I'm curious like what their standpoint on it is on it because I know we're producing a show here and they're making ratings and they're making money and congratulations, you know, Bravo and everyone. But th there's a lot of destruction going on. And I don't know if it, I think like this girl needs to no longer be on television. Like, I think it needs to be over after last night. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I worry about her mental health and, you know, something I did want to speak about on this this podcast as well as like how you felt about you know the whole James and Lala of it all like I love them mm -hmm. on the reunion but at the end of the day they are being criticized heavily for you know just being brutal on Raquel and I'm not saying Raquel didn't deserve what was being thrown at her but when someone is just taking it from all sides and that aggressively and not really I mean, she didn't really fight back all that much. Tom Sandoval's not defending her, really. I mean, it was hard to watch, like you said. And I don't know if, at, at the end of the day, it was funny to watch James and Lala be like that in part one, but to mm -hmm. see it go through three different parts and like, I don't know if they really had a lot of skin in the game. Like James, I could understand being upset a little bit, but at the end of the day, like Lisa said, and she tried saying many times, it's like, you've all done the evil things to each other. They might not be to this magnitude at all, but have some compassion. You've all made terrible decisions. You've all, even Lala, and I think Andy was trying to like make that point is like, you know, Lala's like, I wasn't a mistress. I wasn't a mistress. But then you show old footage of her literally telling Raquel earlier in the season, like, I was a mm -hmm. mistress. I was a, you know, yeah. I don't know if she was, I think maybe she was referring to what she was labeled as. I think it was like, she was stereotyped as a mistress. I don't think she was saying like, I'm a mistress. Hi everyone. I think she was saying like, I've been called this, like you're not one. I'm not one. I do think that's what she was saying, but. Yeah. I just would have liked uh, her at least said, Hey, I can see the similarities. I should have a little bit of compassion, but you really hurt my friend and that's not mm. cool. And I don't know if I could ever be friends with you because of it. Like, I think there were a lot more constructive ways to have these conversations. I don't, I would never say that about Ariana. I think she is a an exemption to the rule. I think mm -hmm. this directly happened to her and mm -hmm. in a monumental way, you know, she lost her best friend, her best friend betrayed yeah. her boyfriend of nine years like her live-in partner mm -hmm. you know just I, I don't want to say humiliated because she's very you know adamant about not saying she was humiliated but I mean but they changed her life forever yeah is Lala and James's life changed forever by this like I don't think so especially not Lala I thought there was a lot of really nasty things that were said yeah now I I, I do say that but then I also cut back to this was filmed like March 23rd like now we're sitting March. here in June so it was really fresh. So I think that that's it was three myself and a lot of the viewers out there are probably almost forgetting that that this was filmed two and a half months ago now. So, you know, I think we have to keep that in mind. But yeah, they didn't really have that much skin in the game and it got really, you know, personal. And I think Raquel is just not the type that can go toe to toe with those people. I mean, James yeah. and Lala, they're great TV characters for a reason. Like they can take down anyone and like, you know, Sandoval definitely took the more fighter approach for it. Raquel did not. She really was just like, you call me stupid, I'm stupid. You say I'm dumb, I'm dumb. You know, you say I'm a disgusting person, I'm a disgusting person. Like, she was just taking it, taking it, taking it. And I think that probably led to when she just broke down and spilled everything to production because she was just 
I mean, even holding everything in. Even when she was in the trailer before she even came out, and she was like, "Wow, watching this, I'm really realizing like how monumental this was, the damage." Mm-hmm. We and that's what I'm saying. Where like I appreciate that from her. I don't think they should forgive her right away, but mm-hmm. she's at least being like, "Whoa, I didn't realize the magnitude of what we did. I am now realizing it, and holy shit, you know, like yeah." And I didn't see that at all from Tom Sandoval at all. I mean, he lied, lied, lied through the whole episode. Like he was the whole thing. He's been lying since the beginning. And even when the truth came out, the truth didn't come out because he was still concocting and making up these lies and still carrying on with them until I mean, she exposed it. Did he say Miami girl hookup didn't happen? You know, he's right. So he's been a proven liar this whole time. He's always been a liar. He's and it's it's like I don't see how they can be friends with him after that. And I mean, even Tom Schwartz was on Jackson Britney's podcast this week, and he, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see actions speak louder than words. But he basically said he has taken a break from his friendship with Sandoval because yeah, he, after looking back on it all, watching it all unfold on TV, etc., he's like he doesn't seem remorseful i need to take a break like no you know and i do wonder what all the fallout will be obviously they're going to start filming season 11 rather quickly i know the ep said that he wanted to take a little bit of a breather let them see this scene from raquel where they start i'm gonna i'm gonna guess like july like sometime after fourth of july second half of summer i presume yeah. What did you think about the t-shirt comment? Because that was kind of forewarned by Andy. And then, I mean, you have Tom Schwartz covering his face. Like, why did you do that? Like, this man has true, this man, I'm speaking of Sandoval, by the way, obviously. Yeah. He has truly burned every bridge and like, it was not good not at all. It might have been. you doing? It was bad. Um, for those, I mean, I'm sure everyone listening watched, but basically um ariana made a comment you know they were trying to question whether sandoval hooked up with anyone else throughout I'm sure he, has. he was the raquel i'm sure he has um but ariana made a you know backhanded comment or whatever where she was like oh yeah he did it was with me like basically saying mm-hmm. that sex while he was hooking up with raquel i think it was a way to like take a dig at raquel like hey guess what mm-hmm. he was also having sex with me yeah um, and he sort of like got defensive and he goes, oh yeah, well you wore a t-shirt. It was so hot. And it was just like, yeah, even like Andy cringed, LVP cringed. Everyone, every, everybody, like, the most everyone in the room. Thing you could ever say. Well, like Schwartz had his head in his in his, his hands. I mean, he was like, everyone yeah, was like, it was a train wreck that you were looking away from. And then how about yeah. this? How about when Schwartz said, please don't, oh my God, don't say that. And Sandoval apologizes to him. You can't even make this shit up. You really just can't make this, this, you can't even make this shit up about like this behavior. It's just, it's very, I I will co-sign now that that's like a dangerous person. Like, like that, while I said that, like, I think that there's, you know, that's like a dangerous person that like, that's his true. Oh my God. I feel like I have to like, like watching it. I feel like I have to cleanse talking about it right now. I feel like I have to cleanse. Like it's so gross. And like, I, I am, I am still curious nonetheless about like how everyone feels seeing the Raquel reveal at the end I mean that it's a really bad look for Sandoval because he's just shown once again to be the master manipulator that everyone perceives him as that yeah he showed at the end of the day that that's who he is what did you think of so there was a scene in the uncensored extended version on Peacock that was not I mean there were a couple scenes that weren't shown but the one mm-hmm. that stood out to me the most was so after Raquel left and the cast took mm-hmm. a break um I think it was right before Sheena came back on stage for the goodbye yep. 
Yes. Backstage with Raquel Sandoval. And Raquel said her goodbyes. She had to leave. She had to be 100 yards away. So Sandoval was by himself, like in a makeup room. And Lisa Vanderpump walks in and she basically has a heart to heart with him. She's like, hey, listen, like, you're not looking good. You're showing no emotion. Everyone else out there is shedding tears and you don't look, you know, like you're sad. You you not only like lost your partner of nine years, you lost a ton of friends. Everybody, everyone. You need to be looking remorseful, apologize to them, say you're sorry, even if they don't accept it in that moment and they say F you. Mm-hmm. Say it if that's how you feel, like make them see it because it could be a step in the right direction and they could process it over time, etc. And he starts like sort of crying to her and whatever. So what people saw on the Bravo version when he comes out and it was like the last moment and Andy's like, what, you know, what does each of you have to say? And Tom starts crying. He cried. It almost makes you feel like that's no longer genuine because, because Lisa kind of sparked that. Lisa kind of coached him to do it in a way. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that wasn't her intention, or maybe it was. I mean, they do have a business. I think she was trying to help him. I actually completely agree with yeah. what she was saying. And I think she was both from, like, a mother standpoint and also from, like, a this-is-my-show standpoint. Like, you need to not look so bad because this is bad. These people will yeah. never speak to you yeah. or film with you ever again. And I, it was very interesting to see because then it was like, oh, that's why he did that. That's why he came out and cried and said, I'll always love you, Ariana. Um, he also said to her that he wishes he could just have a heart to heart with Ariana by themselves. And mm-hmm. it's like, that's fine. You could do that down the line. Like, you don't even need to have the cameras. You don't need to be like on, you know, but like right now you should at least like say sorry to everyone, you know, yeah. betrayed. And, you know, I don't, I think he only said sorry to Ariana, right? Like he, yeah. He didn't really apologize to anyone else. I don't think he feels he has to because no. he doesn't care about Lala or James or Kate. No, not at all. And Schwartz is already kind of on his side or was during that filming. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's rough. It's wild. Uh, I can't imagine where they go from here, but I know that I don't the EP said that he expects everyone to come back. He expects everyone... I don't know if that will include Raquel, but I feel like if Raquel wants to do it, they might they might just do it. I also I agree. Want- it's going to be her decision or her family's decision. Yeah. I, it seems like they have a lot of say in the matter. It's interesting that, you know, there's the whole, we interviewed Brittany. Brittany kind of mm-hmm. told her and Jax, when we asked her, hey, would you guys be coming back to Vanderpump? She, kind of, she remained coy. She was very like, uh... I don't know. The way she answered was very uh, suspicious. Unless they're getting a different show. Uh, I, I did. So yeah, we haven't talked about this since we chatted with her. I don't think they're going to be on the, they're not going to be on Vanderpump. I, don't think. No. I think they're going to be on a different show. Yeah, I just, and there's rumblings that I've kind of, like, that they're are out there. I, I don't think they're going to be on Vanderpump. I think there's going to be something else going on. I just don't see them coming back to Vanderpump. I don't know. Even though they, they might need other people to shake it up because... If but no I one wants to be around Sandoval and Raquel and Raquel might want to be on need, it, like I don't think they need more people against Tom and Raquel. So I, I agree with you. Like I think if Jack right. came back, they would be more on Katie, Ariana side of That's, thing, and it causes a very unbalanced dynamic that we already have. I think mm-hmm. if they're gonna need to bring in a friend of Raquel's, they're gonna need to bring in a friend of Tom's and sort of even out are they are those people alive are they out there are they on mars i don't know (laughs) you know when you find them (laughs) i don't know but i am excited to see where it goes um 
That's I, a wrap. We just have the secrets revealed in the episode crazy, next, but yeah. that'll probably be a whole lot of nothing. I mean, we'll when we hop on the podcast next week, we'll maybe discuss we'll, it depending yeah. on how much they reveal. But that's a wrap on Skinnable. I mean, I, I like need to like shower and like quarantine <laughs> my body after all that because it's been a long three months. I'll always remember where I was on March third when the news broke. Oh my god, me too. Um, I I actually was landing, I think, in New Jersey. I was flying to Jersey. Um, Friday, March 3rd. And I landed and I was like, holy shit, like my phone just started blowing up. I saw the article and it was just insane. Like, it's like you said, you'll always remember where you were, what you were doing. And my highlight of this whole thing was like us talking to Peter, not that he's that involved. But I just feel like that that was such a fun interview that we did. And I always, always remember that as part of it. We got like great headlines and like our stuff got picked up places. Like I thought that was just like such a fun moment of this whole experience that like we interviewed peter during like all of this madness like what a journey like and how like how much it's changed for them too and i I know tom schwartz was kind of saying this during the reunion it didn't come off well but he was basically saying but i knew what he was saying i agree with what he was saying he was saying this is all terrible but how great of the things that sort of people who were wronged are getting out of it and like Mm -hmm. ariana is getting all these like she's in a move tv movie or lifetime movie she's getting that girl's money. making more money than ever there's no doubt in my mind she's making more money than she ever has in her 30 however years of her life. it's not just her it's like lala like you said on watch women's live she well, every single one of them she said that the send it her send it to daryl merch that she released literally four hours after her video went viral where she said that mm-hmm. helped her put a down pay- literally she accumulated the entire down payment of her house from that merch. that's nuts and like, was and it really that big to buy? Like, like a down payment on LA is probably like 300K. So definitely. And then something about her is going to thrive. I mean, they're not even open yet. They already are thriving. Like there's, I understood what Tom Schwartz was saying. Again, he just can't like get the right the delivery. Words. Well, he, like the delivery, his, he, he doesn't even know how to, like he can't deliver. Like he cannot yeah. do that. But there's, I totally understood what he was saying, that there's a lot of quote unquote good that came out for that side. And yeah. Like I think that's focus on that and sort of. I like, mean, who's suffering the most right now? I think it's Raquel. Like, I think that she's in the worst spot because Sandoval clearly seems to be just fine taking his shirt off yeah, and I think performing for those losers at his concert. I think Ariana's, Ariana's very upset, probably. Of course. I mean, she's with someone yeah. new now. I'm sure that's helping. And also, you know, Lala said to her at the reunion, like, girl, like, they did the best favor for you. Absolutely. Ever. Like, you don't want to be with this guy who didn't want to hang out with you, didn't want to have sex Mm -hmm. with you, like, was interested in hooking up with other people, et cetera. Like, just, it's just crazy, like, all of it. And, and like you said, I'm looking forward to the break, but I'm also very... Uh, I'm good. I'm good with a break. Let's take a break. (laughs) But I'm looking forward to season 11 and what's going to come from it as well. Me too. Yeah. Um, Speaking of, like headaches that bravo's gonna have moving forward Toxic, to, speaking of toxicity <laughs> toxicity etc in our home state <laughs> home state of jersey real houses of new jersey we got part two of the reunion this week yeah. and it was good i i mean re- jersey honestly never fails to deliver with reunions in my opinion i mean maybe there's a couple that were like okay that was all right like yes they yelled mm-hmm. But, like, if you look at the overall picture, like, Jersey always delivers. And, like, this reunion mm-hmm. and Vanderpumps, they've just been, like, amazing the past couple I of know. But let's start with Jersey. Um, and, you know, it started with the whole reveal of Jacqueline's texts. Um, 
Jack on the Rita texted Jack Eagle Center 20, in 2021. Yeah, so we later find out this wasn't revealed in the reunion, but it's been leaked online that mm-hmm. so basically when Teresa accused Melissa and Joe of putting her in prison and she found out this <laughs> info through Jacqueline, Larita, right. Melissa pulled out a text and said, well, if you're best buddies with Jacqueline, you know, you reunited with her. You're so buddy, buddy. Let me read this text from Jacqueline that she sent Jackie Goldschneider. And basically it was just a long text talking such mm-hmm. garbage about Teresa saying she hates her. She's ugly. Yeah. Uh, I'll never be friends with her again. Like all kinds of stuff. Like it was crazy text. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Jacqueline Larita is just a, she's just a flip flopper. Like I don't even under I don't even understand what she's trying to like get here. Like what? Why is she on such uh, an anti Melissa vendetta, Jacqueline? Like why does she hate yeah, Melissa so much? Like I don't I don't, I don't even understand her. like the point of all this. And like now there's text proof. I guess this was two years ago. I think it was around the time that the, all, the whole Evan stuff was happening, like, hence why there was, like, yes. anti-Teresa stuff being said between Jackie and Jacqueline. Um, from Jackie's perspective, I got it. I mean, Teresa totally messed with her marriage. But, like, I really don't understand what Jacqueline Narita is trying to do. And it's just, like, now this, now they put you in jail? Well, I thought it was Caroline. I thought it was Caroline. But then it was, but then it was Jacqueline at one point. I think it was well, Jacqueline, it was, yeah. It was really Joe Judas. Thank you, Andy, for pointing that out. Like, there is just so, and I'm sure people listening, like, love Teresa. There is just such a lack of logic going on since day one. And there's just, like, no logic. That's all, honestly, it's it's coming from everywhere in Jersey right now in the sense that, like, there is just allegation upon allegation. And we're going to get to the Louis stuff. But, like, there's really, like, there is proof for stuff, but there's not. And it's just, like, well, who do you believe, like, somebody's lying and it's either like these people are making this up which is a terrible look that's despicable or this is true and then that's despicable so nobody looks good nobody's hands are clean it's just like it's well, so ugly i've got a shower after that show too you know before we get to the louis stuff we do have to say that stemming from the jacqueline text and whatnot mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Teresa elaborated on it and basically said that jacqueline or something heard that Melissa and Joe Gorga were hanging out with Joe Judice's ex-business partner. And the, the ex- one who turned them in. The ex-business partner was the one that turned them in. So she thinks mm-hmm. because they were friendly and hanging out, they kind of schemed together or something um, and whatever. And I can understand, listen, from the Teresa's like fan standpoint, I can certainly understand, yes, like, what we're saying, Joe Judice, yes, put you in, Teresa and him in prison. Yes. I can still understand how your if your brother, your own brother, mm-hmm. helped leak that information, that would be an act of betrayal. I get of course. it. Of course. Yeah. Understand. But is it true? There's different words to use. I wouldn't say they put me in prison. I would say I feel betrayed if they were the ones that gave this information or we're even like getting dinner with him because even i would understand even if she's upset that they were hanging out with that guy but melissa and joe say that no 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 none of that was true so i don't even know like where this is coming from because jack and larita said it like who who anointed her queen i must i must have missed that ceremony when she was anointed queen and i love jacqueline but i don't know how she's credible one day she's slamming Teresa, and then one day she's with her it's like which side Mm -hmm. are you on but Basically, so after that aired this week, Joe Judice's ex-business partner actually did an interview with The Sun, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he says that he has never met Melissa Gorga and he would never know her 
if she walked right by him. So hmm. he's actually going against what Teresa said. And I should say that Joe Judice also did an interview on a podcast earlier this week. He doubled down on Teresa's claim that Melissa yep. were hanging out with his ex-business partner. But now the business partner is saying he's never met Melissa. I don't think he said whether or not he's met Joe, but he said he's never met Melissa. So it kind of discredits Teresa's story. But again, like you said, it's like, we don't have any proof of any of this. Who knows? There's who- no proof of nothing that people are saying on this show. There's no, I mean, I guess, with the again, we'll get to the Louis stuff, but I guess there is kind of proof there, but it's just yeah. accusation upon accusation. It just looks, looks makes everybody it's look like dirty. Ago. Like, I know. It's like the whole, like, them getting on the show. It's like, I get it. You're mad. Like, Teresa, you, like, you, you're pissed they got on the show. We get it. Like, let's just move on. You're, they're never going to say, we're sorry we came on the show or whatever. We're never going to know the truth because we hear different stories from producers of how it happened. Um, you know, one year, Teresa says that uh, Melissa contacted Andy directly, but then Andy in this reunion says that never happened. And then Teresa's like, oh, no, no, I didn't mean Andy. I meant someone else. It's like, stories just keep changing and it's like i'm not invested if they're going to keep changing to me that seems like lies and to me the person that seems the most consistent always with what they say Mm -hmm. is melissa and joe whether they're lying or not they at least are very very consistent Mm -hmm. i don't sense liar i'm not saying that means i 100 percent know they're telling the truth yeah there could definitely be some lies sprinkled throughout the stories aren't changing yeah has always changed based on she doesn't realize someone knows something more about the story so then she's like she, when she gets caught she sort of like changes her story and it's just like no like, yeah you know i mean the jail thing is perfect she was uh, she would go on and on about how caroline it was caroline's fault and now she yeah. takes that back and is gonna like doesn't believe that um before we get to the louis stuff how did you feel about jackie and john Tesler popping up um, I'll, I'll bet a little quickly a quick pop-up for them for the most yes, part I feel like very quick um I appreciated Jackie coming on and sort of talking about Ozempic and the mm-hmm. negative consequences of using it if you're not really mm-hmm. supposed to be using it mm-hmm. uh, it was interesting that Andy asked about it from the perspective of Dolores using it because she admitted on Watch Heavens Live that she uses but it she ain't um, the only one Right. And Marge, Jackie, and, Marge and Jan Fessler are on it too. I mean, they've admitted it. Yeah. And I do like that Jackie didn't go for Dolores at all. She talked about it in general. She was just like, this is yeah. not good. Mm-hmm. I, I worry about the ramifications of what happens when people stop using it because the what's I think supposed to happen is your weight comes back. Yeah. Um, cause some sort of mental body dysmorphia. Um, you know, all of a sudden you're like skinny for a long time, then you're not. And it's just like mm-hmm. with your mental state and all kinds of things. It's just a quick fix. That's not long-term. You're not really changing your diet habits or your exercise regimen and stuff like that. That's a healthier way of losing weight. But so I like that little portion, especially because she has a new book coming out in the fall about her eating disorder and her struggle and, you know, overcoming it and treatment, et cetera. So that was nice. Um, I kind of wish she would have read the text from Jacqueline since it was true. Yeah, why wouldn't that come up if she's the culprit? Yes, because the timeline of it all, like it, I know, and and it very well could have, and they may have just cut it. You know, yeah, they maybe do talk about a lot of things out there. Um, I do worry about her spot on the show next year, but I don't know. Uh, we'll talk about that later. But Jen Fessler, I liked. I I've always liked her. I think she's funny. I think she's a perfect friend. She's a perfect friend for the show. Yes. I don't know if she can carry a full time role, but no. I do like her. And I thought it was a fun little 
you know, segment, mm -hmm. but I understand why they didn't keep them out long because they're not involved in the big, big drama of Melissa. Right. Right. So um, now, again, we'll talk about Louie next, but I think first, the reveal that Jennifer Aiden had told Melissa the rumor already before Danielle did. Basically, yeah. again, it was like, Danielle, were you set up? Danielle says, I don't feel set up. The whole other side of the couch and Jen Fester are like, no, you were set up. Later, later, Danielle, again, sort of a hot mic moment, is talking to her husband, Nate, and says, they set me up. Like, what right. is going on with this? Like, like I don't even understand. Like, it's literally confirming. Jennifer Aiden basically admitted that this whole thing was a setup for a storyline and to make literally Melissa and Margaret, probably more so Margaret, look bad. But yeah. the whole thing was a setup. I mean, Danielle, you were, like, used like a chess piece. Like, literally picked you up and point, put you right in front of Melissa where they wanted you. And you yeah. carried up, like, hello, wake Jennifer up. Jennifer literally said it was uh, the narrative that was going on. So she went along with it, which I don't like. I don't think that's good. If you're going to create a narrative, be good at it. Be like LVP who took nine, yeah. year, nine years and, to and get caught. Until Puppygate, yeah. Yeah. I think, and I, did you see the whole Jennifer Aiden? Like Andy said he doesn't like her. She says, he doesn't, says Jennifer so. said he doesn't like me. I think he can't stand her. Like, I feel like they really don't like Jennifer Aiden. She's like grading on me. I'm sorry. Like she is like trying she, so hard to like be like the team Teresa. I would honestly rather see her go than Teresa, and that says a lot. She's like, really grating on me. I think she's more of a fan. I think she's too trying too hard to create narratives and uh -huh. and et cetera. And yeah, Andy doesn't like her. Uh, it's very clear. Yeah, so I really do feel like Danielle was definitely set up. Um, she obviously went backstage. I also feel like Andy was like sort of giving her a moment to have, you know, like have a moment at the reunion like he was like hey you were set up how does that make you yeah. feel and she's like i don't feel set up and he's like i think you're gonna feel differently later give mm -hmm. you another chance like hey like this is like come on make a moment on the show like stand up for yourself and she was like i wasn't set up again it's just like shows how she was manipulated and still is by Teresa and jennifer because she went backstage like you said and admitted yeah. to her husband in private i was set up and it was like you feel like do you feel like Rachel was a better housewife than Danielle? It's hard because Rachel... Danielle did more. Danielle did more. Rachel's more in line with who I would side with as a friend. Yeah. Danielle did more for the show. But if she's going to continue to sort of be fake on camera, like say, no, I wasn't set up. And honestly, I still think there's more to the story with her brother. And I think she's not admitting yeah. it. Yeah, not going to be her full authentic self on mm -hmm. the show. Then no, I don't care about her coming back. I just Rachel almost has more like longevity. Where like I feel like she's tough. Like she doesn't back down. Like she doesn't get choked That's up. Cool. She can kind of face off against anyone. Like I yeah. feel like she has more longevity for the show. Even like I don't think she's like the most fascinating TV. But I also feel like I could see her like on her second season, like really like getting into the mix and. She almost reminds me of like Drew Sedora a little. Like I feel like she could have like an interesting yeah. like arc on the show and like make her mark and like yeah, you know. I will ask you later after we talk about Louie, like who you think should come back, but I don't want to get yeah. into that because I think this plays a part in it. Basically, speaking of Rachel, at the beginning mm -hmm. of the episode, Rachel um make it made an accusation and said that her stepson Jaden's birth mother was contacted um by someone. <clears throat> close to Louie. She didn't say it was Louie. She said that mm -hmm. she was told um, by someone, she wouldn't name who, 
that Louis had someone track down the birth mother and contact her or something. I don't know why she didn't really get into details about why the birth mother would be contacted. I don't know if it's like to give dirt on Rachel and her husband, John, um, or if it was like, Hey, they're trying to adopt Jaden. Like you might want to put a stop to this because the whole process of the adoption was Rachel and John's lawyer said, Hey, we're going to send the birth mother mother or try to contact her and tell her you you adopt Jaden. She has a right to, object to this but if we don't hear from back back from her in a certain amount of time we'll be able to move forward without her say at all and mm-hmm. so i almost wonder if he got involved in that and maybe we'll find out more in the third part but yeah. that was just part one of the louis accusation Teresa acted like i don't know what you're talking about like that doesn't seem like something he would do nope he didn't do that etc so then we get later in the episode and then margaret says that Louis contact Louis directly contacted her son mm-hmm. at his workplace. Mm-hmm. And this is a business, like an office line. It's not a cell phone. It's an office line. So basically her son told her that Louis called him. And he only knows this because I don't know if the guy on the other line or Louis said, hi, my name's Louis or whatever. Yeah. But they have proof of the phone number that called and it is Louis's phone number. And Margaret brought yeah. that with her to the reunion. Uh, basically, Louis, if it was Louis, called and said, um, basically threatened him and said, you're the guy, I'm the guy you need to I'm the guy you have to worry about. Yeah. What is this? Just, like, <laughs> like, why are you going after Margaret's son? But whatever. Again, Teresa denies this as it didn't happen. But while she's denying it, I caught this right mm-hmm. away. Is that you she did. her phone right. and starts doing something on it. My assumption was she was texting someone or something. And so when Margaret presents this and says, look, it's Louis's number. Andy takes the paper and says, Teresa, is this Louis's number? She goes, yes, but there's a spoofing um, hacking thing going on, which I found interesting because Andy actually talked about this in his new book. Um, mm-hmm. Diary diaries about that how this is a thing going on. This it's is a thing true. within the housewives community. I mean, it's a thing in general. I've actually gotten a text from our editor in chief. Literally, I don't know if you have. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. T- I did tell. Yeah, this was like a, this was like last year, even more. Yeah, it was like several know. months ago. You can tell it's not them because it doesn't sound like the person. Um, and it's obviously some sort of hacking that like takes a contact in your phone and sort of tries yes. to out to you. Um, and so Teresa tried saying that's what it was. Um, but Melissa and Margaret's argument was like, no, that only happens on number one, cell phones, not a business landline. Right. And two, it only works when it's someone in your contact list. Margaret's, right. Margaret's son, son doesn't have Louis, doesn't have Louis numbers. Right. So Melissa and Andy's like, okay, Teresa, I get it. There is a spoofing thing going around. Housewives are mm-hmm. numbers are calling yeah. each other. And when you pick up, there's no one. There. And that's what Andy said. He said, the difference there, though, is if this person called Margaret's son and actually spoke, that's different. The hacking thing. Normally, it's silence. Silent. You'll pick up and you won't hear anything. You'll be like, hello, hello, nothing. And so Teresa's trying saying, no, that's not true. It's happened to me. And you do hear a voice. I don't know if it's true or not because it's never, I've never gotten a call. I've gotten texts. So I can't yeah. speak one way or the other. Again, I don't know enough information to say who's lying in this case. But what's interesting is Mar- Teresa all of a sudden goes, look, Andy, I just got two missed calls from Margaret, Margaret. Yeah. while we were sitting here chatting. So it's definitely a hacking thing. 
What I would have loved is if Andy, maybe he didn't want to do this and didn't get too involved in it, but I would have loved if he said, well, show me the number that called, not just the Yeah, name. let's show show me the files. Show me, show me the because phone. Yeah. I have a feeling that Teresa texted Louie while this is happening, maybe switched his name and her phone to Margaret Joseph's. Mm-hmm. I don't know, and had him call, or he had some sort of program that he could call from a random number and it appears as Margaret. I don't know. That but would be I a different another a level of like craziness if they're do- if they're doing it's just that. crazy. Like, I, I hope I hope that's not the case because that is so like this guy, like that's this is so low and bad. And it's getting to a point where like it might become a liability for Bravo. Like if these households are not feeling safe, their children mm-hmm. are getting called, their yeah. family members are getting called because Louie is, I don't know, just digging up dirt on people, trying to scare people trying to whatever it's not a good look and even no and we hope it's not true i mean there's again this is allegations being made against it's not good and i don't even know why he would do that or how he would think he wouldn't get like i i don't not, not, i'm not saying that like i'm not trying to quote unquote side with him but i don't even understand like why that would happen but at the same time that side of the couch like has like real proof or for the most part kind of proof and like allegations and i thought it was an interesting moment Margaret says to Dolores, like, you know about this. I called you yes. and I was hysterical. And then I guess what happened was the police are involved. The police and they had to contact Teresa and Louis. Teresa lawyer. knows about it, but she pretended so, to Ter- Teresa Louis. definitely knew about it heading into that reunion. I I, I would it must have happened at some point when you know the season had it was mid April or whatever. I think the thing showed it was mid-April or someone Yeah, said- and they they filmed the reunion, I believe, at the end of April. I could be wrong. I believe it was the end of April that they filmed the reunion. Yes, or early May or something. Yeah. So she didn't know that this was a situation going on, but she snapped her head over when she realized that Dolores knew about it. It and she was like, Why didn't you tell me about this? And Dolores was like, I want no part of it. And like, Dolores is very much like Switzerland, but I think she's like, This is so she's disgusting. And it's, I mean, it's it's either Louis did this and that's disgusting, or Margaret's making this up and then that's disgusting. So it's really just a bad look on all. It's just everyone's just shooting grenades across yeah. and everyone's getting hit and killed in the process. And it's just like ugly. And then it ended with the guys coming out, the husbands will be out probably the whole, almost the whole third part. Oh, yeah. It's I think so. Like Hell with Vanderpump Rules. So yep. they show the guys sort of getting ready to come out, coming out. And Andy seems very scared that there's going to be a physical fight. He had a private yeah. conversation with Louie, said, This cannot get physical. Please, like, if you and Joe, like, go at it, just like, please stay in your seat, you know. And Louie's like, I'm fine. I'm not going to get physical, you know, whatever. And, you know, he said the same to Joe Gorga. And Joe's like, I'm mm-hmm. fine. I'm not getting up, et cetera. So I think the third part's going to get really ugly. I mean, how about even the men are separated? The men are separated backstage. And now you have Frank Catania, who is like planting his flag on that left side of the couch already. Because he was like, Louis screwed my son over. Allegedly, he screwed Frankie Jr. over that. Frankie Jr., we had heard this the season season before. Frankie Jr. got a job with Louis' company. Yeah. Louis, I guess, had shut down the company, did not inform little Frankie about this. And there was time going on where he was like, do I have a job? Am I getting paid? Am I working? And then obviously word got back to Big Frank. Now, from what I've seen in the previews, it doesn't seem like Dolores is co-signing that story. Not co-signing it. She's denying it. It makes me wonder, is it a lot? Who would make, for me, it's like, why would Frank make that up? Yeah. And even Frankie has gone on record and said that's not true either. Frank's own son, who he's saying was you know, uh, duped or whatever. By kind of screwed into the job, happened. yeah. 
it's almost making me wonder if Dolores is like, this guy is scary. I am not going to say he did anything to us. Let's just not get involved. Let's just move forward. I'm wondering if that's her standpoint. We'll find out, I think, more in the next part. But it's just more accusations that there's not being proven. So I mean, now, now it's like, and we'll see Dolores' standpoint, but now it's like we have two exes that are the same kid that are disagreeing yeah. about what happened with their kid's job. It's like, it is just so divided and like Frank Catania is clearly team, you know, Gorgas and Margaret. And it's just yeah. like, it's just so weird. So ugly. From what we've seen so far, mm-hmm. do you, cause we've debated this many times, like who do we think will come back? Who do we think? And I actually, you know, I texted you late last night and I was like, I have this wild like thought that like Vanderpump and Jersey They're the the most popular shows on Bravo right now with viewership. Um, Ratings are through the roof for both of them. Um, Maybe that means they won't change the cast at all. I mean, everyone's like, oh, I'm so sick of Teresa and Melissa. I'm so sick. I know. But we're watching. You're watching. I'm watching. This one's watching. She's watching. He's watching. watching. Everyone's watching. More than ever. I I mean, Vanderpump ratings are astronomical but jersey i just also saw i had like the highest ratings in like a couple of years oh, a couple of years since 2019 and this end of the season you know i thought overall the most of the season was a little bit of a drag but this end of the season has really picked up both in my for my enjoyment and also and I think it'll catapult next season if it stays intact the cast i do my only wonder is how they how do, do how how, how do, do they stay intact though and how yeah how do you move forward not only like the melissa Teresa aspect of it all but how do you move forward with Louis if he is doing these things to cast members? How do you, mm-hmm. do you shoot Teresa and her daughters? But then again, Louis still connected in one way or another because he's very, I don't want to say the word controlling, but it seems like he plays a part in what Teresa says, how she acts, what she believes. So it's like, maybe they put her on pause. I don't know. I mean, ratings are great. Like maybe they just see her here and see where it goes. I don't know. They... I don't know. I, I I still think you can. I I've said this. I still think you can work the show around. Let's put Teresa and Melissa both on pause. Let's cut the the Judice versus Gorga war because yeah. I feel like they're the two figureheads of the two sides, and I feel like if you take out both generals, you're not going to side. Then you start off. to yeah, it's like it's all it, lose. Yeah, yes, and you, it's like everybody wins and everybody loses, and yeah. the, the lines start to get a little bit blurred, which is better. You kind of have Dolores take on the. I don't want to say the main character role because I don't know if Dolores. I think she well, can lead a show. They, they were setting she can her lead up a show from a that. drama standpoint. I, I she, Dolores can be like the face of the show, and her because yes. she has good. Like I've already said it, she's getting engaged next season, and some, some type of her development of her relationship is going to be a storyline for next season. I think that the show wants it. I think she wants it. I think Paul wants it. I think Frank prepared for that. Um, I think that she can lead the show from like uh, that perspective. She can't draw a lies. Then I think you keep Margaret. I do think they'll probably keep Jenny in. I think they're going to keep, I think we're going to lose Jackie. I think we're keeping Rachel, Danielle and Fessler. I think Fessler will say a friend. I could see though, if they do mix Teresa and Melissa, they keep everyone else and maybe Jackie. Because Jackie is genuinely in the mix. I mean, she's like best friends with Margaret. She's friends with Jen Fessler. I think they're going to keep Rachel and Danielle. And they can maybe they're just going to have them. If they mix I'm really okay. I'm okay with this. I'm okay with losing Teresa and Melissa. I don't know I know you're not, but at the same time, like I am, like I'm talking myself into it. I'm a broken record. I would only be okay with that if they brought Caroline. 
Yeah, but I don't think you bring, but then you bring Caroline without her. Like, I feel I like know, it's like the storyline is her and her. Like, who is she even friends with? Dolores? Okay, Dolores. Like her and Dolores get along like two peas in a pod. And then what? Like, who's Caroline fighting with Rachel Fuda? Well, like, it would become a more less toxic Danielle. Caroline was looking for. She didn't want a show that was going to be, you know, takedowns. And although if Jennifer Aiden's there, it would be. But I, even Margaret's kind has, of in some ways. You've watched Houses for a long time. Has there ever been a current franchise or show that's this divided? Where like you have a line in the sand and it's, I'm on, like, I guess Dolores is maybe the only one that's not really on a side, but like I have never seen a show this divided. Like, has, has no, Atlanta ever been this divided? Has OC ever been this divided? Like, no, it's only Jersey. It's, has Potomac like, ever been this divided? Like, Salt Lake, kind of, but like, Mm, no not like that and now you have like family and husband i mean the husbands are separated backstage like this yeah. is getting crazy now like yeah. it's so divided so I mean, we'll talk more uh, during yeah. part after part three in the off season about our predictions and i don't know i know we'll see we be, we're, we're, we're like going in circles like who's who's gone who's staying it's like they all just stay you know like we'll that would be the greatest place sure. yeah. of all Listen, it all comes down to ratings. You know it, I know it, and Bravo knows it. It all comes down to ratings. No matter what people are going to cry about, what people are going to start posting petitions and yeah. posting on their Twitters with 45 followers, like it all comes down to ratings and money, guys. It's all that matters in this business. Um, before we go, I do want to talk about Real Houses of Orange <laughs> County a bit, the mothership yes. of all the Housewife shows. Yes. The OG came back. Mm-hmm. 17 this week we yes. have camera judge back after a two-year absence mm-hmm. I had a great guest on this episode oh, yeah yeah Real houses of orange county shannon bedore yeah we interviewed shannon which that chat is coming up right after this um super fun super super fun we talked about um you know her picture with david ex-husband david david um david bedore right yeah she still has that yeah list. um yes, she david does bedore, um, we talked about her split with John, um, where they stand today. Are they back together? Or, <laughs> you know, would she ever get back together with them? Um, and obviously the drama with Tamara this season, like they, mm-hmm. they are telling two different sides of the story in the premiere. Still. Tamara still I mean, saying, I think still today. Tamara is saying that she was ghosted by Shannon after she got fired. Shannon wanted nothing to do with her after she got fired from the show. Shannon claims that they just missed each other and they tried calling each other and just like, didn't connect and then all of a sudden Tamara started bashing her in the media so she pulled away um mm-hmm. we haven't really gotten to see them talk it out yet that's going to be next week yep. uh, but we did see them come face to face at a yoga event with the newest housewife jennifer pedronti um great addition i thought she was a great addition she's so very okay. stay. I, I think yeah. she's great. i'm hoping we get her on the podcast i think she would be fun to chat with i think I she agree. fits right in yeah, she came on the show as a friend of Tamara's. They met at Cut Fitness, which is now closed. Um, she's got a new boyfriend, recently split from her husband, long-term husband. She has kids. She's living the OC life. She's very, you know, beautiful and successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, she's running um, a yoga company. She has, like, a, a studio, I think. And she did, like, a yoga event in the first episode. And that's actually where yeah, she... Yeah, she hosted the first cast events the first event that's where shannon and tamara came back together and they said hi to each other and they sort of just agreed to like hey let's get together and hash things out nothing really more than that um and i thought it was a good tease of what's to come um what i'm most fascinated besides that is the whole like gina heather friendship because they got really close last season and we start this season with 
and they're basically saying like Gina like stop talking to me and it sounds like she couldn't break the fourth wall but was basically saying like once camera stopped she just we're not friends we were not friends when we're not filming and it was funny because she didn't hear from her and then all of a sudden the premiere they're filming again and Gina calls her up and she's like hey I'm in the neighborhood like I have gifts for your kids going to college I want to drop by like acting like they are besties again yeah and so she shows up and they have a chat in the backyard and Heather's like where have you been like I haven't heard from you and Gina's like oh my god I've been so busy um you know I don't her are she engaged I don't even remember Oh, Gina? No, I don't think that they're engaged. Okay, so her boyfriend's kids supposedly Travis, yeah. Travis's kids were not with them during summer vacation. She's like, oh, my kids were sad. I was busy comforting them. And then I was in New York and blah, 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 blah. And Gina's, or Heather's just like, okay, but let's get back to us. Like, you couldn't text me. You couldn't call me. And then (laughs) Gina shading Heather in her confessionals. She's like, um... I want, I don't want a friend who's like going to tell, like get mad at me for not texting them, mm-hmm. um, et cetera, which is funny because she actually said that later in the episode where she's like, I miss Tamara. Tamara doesn't get mad at you for not texting you back. And it's like, that's exactly what Tamara's mad at Shannon for. Shannon about, I know. There's, so a, lot I, of, there's, a, lot of, there's a lot of ghosting going on in the There's a lot of ghosting themes in that episode. Um, we'll see how the Gina Heather stuff plays out. I don't think their friendship will get to the place it was last season because Heather just did an interview and said she had a really tough season with Tamara, Gina, and Emily. She said that, she, oh, and Taylor Armstrong. She just said she- And her and Shannon aren't really the best of buds either. <laughs> yeah, they're not the best of buds. I guess they're just cordial, but it doesn't bode well for Heather's future on the show, which no. I'm bummed about. I love Heather. I was so excited for her return. I know she's good for the show, but I feel like the relationships just aren't really there. Yeah. And maybe that's what everyone's saying. Like she's not an authentic. And this came up in our chat with Shannon about the, you know, I don't want to give too much away, but the authenticity of Heather's relationships with the cast members is their authenticity at all. And and she has a very interesting response to it. um, Because I think it kind of translates on the show is, is she friends with them or not you know and then she did tell us that because the teaser shows vicky showing up to film and she, vicky back Janet let it spill in our interview that the way she gets insured back in is the cast goes to mexico for um a cast trip or whatever and i guess that's where true you know obviously vicky has a, a home down there um yeah and so i guess that's how they come back together so i'm excited for that mm-hmm. I'm excited to see this. This is, a, this is a good cast, but I think you th- I think you throw a Vicky back in the mix. Like I think you make Vicky a friend. And, and we haven't gotten to Taylor Armstrong yet, but I'm really excited to see her in the mix. Yeah. I think this is a really, really good I cast. It's gonna be a good season. It's a good yeah. I agree. It's a good cast. I'm excited for it. I hope that the viewership yeah. like shows that. Like I hope people mm-hmm. tune in and yeah. tune in or or catch on to it and show up next week, you know, whatever. But I'm excited. So we'll see. So let's uh let everyone get to the Shannon chat so they can hear what we, you know, talk to her about and what she revealed. And we'll be back next week. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com.
Hey, Shannon. Hi, how are you? Good. We are so excited. Season 17 is here, finally. Um, and, you know, we have Tamara Judge back. It's a wild, crazy season. Uh, but before we get to that, I want to address the elephant in the room. You recently <laughs> reunited with your ex-husband, David. How, how did that come about? Well, actually, I was doing an interview with Tamara and Taylor at The Quiet Woman. Of and, all restaurants. Yes, of course. And as we were getting ready to leave, um, word came to me that David had walked into the bar with a friend. And I haven't had a conversation with him for multiple years. So oh, wow. I ran up to him and I said, I'm not leaving your side until we take a picture for the kids. <laughs> yeah. And we were in a public place, so he had to say, okay. Right. So we took the picture and I sent it to the girls and they were so excited, which is kind yeah. of, it's kind of devastating at the same time, because for my kids to get so excited about a photograph, I mean, come on. Yeah. A little um, bittersweet. And then he said, you can go ahead and post it. I need Instagram followers. <laughs> so, he, he needs your help. <laughs> so I ran with it and I guess he's accumulated quite a few so far. Is this... Yeah. Is this a good sign for you guys in terms of having a healthier relationship and coming up? I mean, I would hope so, because for the benefit of my kids, I've only wanted to have a healthy co-parenting relationship mm -hmm. with him. So we shall see. The twins graduate on Thursday and apparently oh, our reserve seats are very close to each other. So yeah. a little a little test. Reunited again. <laughs> Um, you also reunited with John recently. You were spotted together in LA after your breakup. <clears throat> What's your relationship today? You know what? It's just one of I, I don't I don't of, of friendliness. I mean, we I didn't speak to him for at least six months, but we ran into each other, and it, it just is better for me to not be bitter anymore. Am I? Do I still have the same feelings about what happened with the breakup? Yes. And I think that after you watch the season, you'll understand why okay. I felt that way. Um, but it's just better at this moment in time for me to be friendly. And we're both, we both aren't dating anyone right now. We, I mean, that friendly thing is going to end as soon as either of us get involved with someone else. So. Yeah. But for now, it's good. Do you, do you think as the season progresses and you watch it back, you're going to have different feelings about your relationship with John as you see this last season? It's possible. Mm -hmm. I mean, I hope not. Because again, it's just better for me to be in a positive state uh -huh. than negative, but it's possible. Now, we have both watched the premiere for season 17. And for me, at least, it feels like a return to form. We have you, we have Heather DeBrow, we have Tamara, all back in the mix. And obviously we've grown to get to know Gina and Emily for like five years now, I think. So it feels like it's a lot of genuine friendships and stuff like that. Do you feel the same? I feel that there are genuine friendships with certain cast members, not with all. Who would you say it's not with? Um, I think that I might be giving things away for the season, yeah. but they don't involve me. So, I mean, I have... There's a handful of cast members that I spend time with at least every 10 days to two weeks. Mm -hmm. um, like we have a genuine friendship off the camera. Yeah. And I think that other cast members don't have those genuine friendships. And, you know, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. That's my opinion. 
based on Instagram, I can presume like what, who and what you're speaking about. Um, how much do you think Tamara's return affected the dynamics with the group, whether for better or for worse? Oh, I mean, I, her, her come, her coming back to the show has been a really positive thing, I, I think. And especially for me, because I never thought that I would be in a position or want to be in a position to possibly reconnect as friends. So um, in that regard, it was very good for me. Mm -hmm. Now, you guys obviously have different sides of the story to what happened in those two years between her leaving the show and coming back. You guys sort of fell out of your friendship. You know, she went on various podcasts and, you know, on her own podcast and, and said, you know, you ghosted her, but mm -hmm. your story in the premiere is that you guys just kept missing each other. It wasn't for a lack of effort on your part. Where do you feel like the disconnect was between those, you know, why were those but, stories so different? Well, you know, we were filming um, during that time and actually we had just come from an all cast trip. And when you go away, you basically have a microphone attached to your back the entire time. And yeah. so we got back from that trip and then we shut down production the next day for COVID. And I think, especially me, I was in a panic. Yeah. Over, you know, what's going to happen in the world? So, right. you know, um, making that connection or making sure that we touch base wasn't the highest on my priority. And if that particular moment played a role and and uh, Tamara thinking that I wasn't there for her, then I apologize for that. But that being said, I, I didn't ghost her. And I have 150 screenshots of text messages between when she was fired and that particular day proved that. Yeah, Tamara did kind of leave the show right when everything changed, not only for the show because there was such a shakeup after the COVID season, but also just the world changed and everyone's life changed. Yeah. It is a point that you bring that up. Right, I mean, and we had been filming for five whopping weeks before production was shut down. So it's really, you just, that, yeah. that was horrible. Cause it's, it's hard to get a, a whole season of shows with five weeks of filming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's funny going back to that. I'm now remembering your, your show was, I think the only one in production at the time. Yeah. It was horrible. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did love that little scene at the end of the premiere where, you know, you walk up to Gina, Emily and Tamara and they're sort of talking about you and you're just like, oh, is this about me? Like, no, I'm, I'm serious. Like I, I'm the stupid one that never eats before we film. <laughs> so I look like I'm the pig every time on camera and I was starving and I saw that they were blocking the food table and I didn't want to go excuse me and make them move. So I thought, can I squeeze in between the right. wall and the table and I mean, I was smart. And, you know, you, and I'm you, like, are they talking about me? Yeah. Um, it it looks like there's. Yeah, I was gonna ask, it looks like there's going to be some kind of tough conversation between you and Tamara about getting back on the same page. We've seen on Instagram that you guys are in a better place. What can you tell us about how you got there? And did you guys kind of just agree to disagree about the falling out of your friendship? Well, I think in the end, there's a part of the agree to disagree, but. I mean, it was a definite rocky road up and down, up and down to get to the place where we are today. And there was a lot of nasty, there was some nastiness a bit, quite a bit mm. of that for us to get where we are. Some nastiness this season. Yeah. At the beginning, I think, I, I mean, I think you'll see that. At the yeah. There's a couple of previews that yeah. show that. <laughs> yeah. But in the end, to be able to reconnect uh, to someone who is my best friend for six years and to get to a place where as soon as we reconciled, you know, snap of a finger, we're back 
to like where no we're, time passed. Yeah, like like no time passed. Yes. Yeah. And you guys, you know, the Tres Amigas, you have Vicky back later this season. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not just you and Tamara back together. It's all three of you, which fans are super excited for. What was that like having the three of you back together behind the camera? I mean, in front of the camera. It's so much fun. There's just a certain dynamic that the three of us have when we get together where we're just a little bit crazy and zany and it's so much fun. So to be able to experience that with the two of them was something else. Because I'm not going to lie, after uh, Tamara left the show, I was kind of left out there on an island by myself. I, yeah. I wasn't getting along with Kelly. It's like I, I didn't have any close right. friends. And I haven't for the last couple of years. So it's been kind of hard. Yeah. Um, how would you describe your relationship with Heather this season? Because it does kind of seem like she maybe is now the one that's on the outs a little, would you say? But maybe certain people put themselves on the outs. Mm. Good point. Maybe that goes back to what you were saying about genuine friendships versus not. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that that definitely plays into it. But, um, you know, there there are uh, certain things that happen this season, at least for me, that um, just kind of don't add up. And so I I just kind of am at that point where um, I have so many good things in my life. If there is something that comes to me that's negative or that I don't feel good about it, I'm going to communicate and be honest and open about it and try and navigate through it. So I'm going to bring it up. What's but your in a, But in a nice way. <laughs> Nonetheless. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. That's what you do. That's why we love Shannon Bedore. <laughs> um, speaking of genuine friendships and Heather Dubrow, um, in the premiere, we see, you know, her and Gina sort of butt heads a little bit because they too fell out in between seasons um what's your take on their friendship because they were really close last season and then we're starting this season where you know Gina's sort of shading Heather in her confessionals mm -hmm. and you know they didn't speak I guess while filming was down um what can you say about how that might play out this season well I can say that nobody knows what goes on behind closed doors of course so I wasn't there yeah. to witness all of the bonding moments of mm -hmm. Gina and Heather but I question the level of the friendship that they had from the like beginning. I don't, know how close, I don't know how close they were. So sometimes I thought that last season it was a friendship of convenience or, you know, do, I don't know. Yeah. That's just, but that's once again, that's just my opinion um, because I don't know. I don't know what was going through either of their minds. Uh -huh. So, um, you know, we'll see. Oh, there's, it, it's a, it's definitely going to play out the entire season. Mm. That, that story. We have two new additions to the group, the new housewife, Jennifer, and Taylor Armstrong. Obviously, we all know Taylor from um, Beverly Hills. How would you say each of them fit in as newbies to the group? And who did you get along with more between the two of them? Well, I get along with both of them very well. So that's kind of a hard hard question to answer. But the, I, I just feel a certain connection with Taylor. Huh. She's so kind. She's so much fun. 
she's such an open book and uh, I've really had a lot of time getting a lot of fun getting to know her. And I think Jen is a great addition to the cast. She's been nothing but sweet. I love kind of her holistic approach to parts of her life. And um, her story is, is something else that I think the viewers are going to be fascinated with. Yeah, we got to know her a lot in the premiere, which I thought was refreshing. Yeah, really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And just about Taylor, how familiar were you with her story from Beverly Hills? Because my God, that woman went through a lot those early seasons. Absolutely. And I did watch Beverly Hills when it started. So I was very familiar with what happened. And I I did get the opportunity to meet her uh, years back. We did a charity event together. So it wasn't that I had never met her before. So, but she's just so, so much fun and so kind. Mm-hmm. What can you tell us about um, this season's cast trips? Like, where do you guys go? What do you, you know? What were they? How dramatic were they? Because usually they're they're pretty uh, wild. Well, Especially the Ireland trip you guys went on a few years back. That was that crazy. was my favorite. If 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 I'm gonna rank every single <laughs> the first girls, the first girls trip I ever took in my life was my first Real Housewives trip. Mm. I'd never done that before. So of all of the trips, my most fun was Ireland. And then up until that bus ride from hell, because (laughs) that was just insanity to me. That was fun for us, not for you guys. And it was all on uh, recorded on iPhones of all things. It was just crazy. But um, this year we go to a ranch in Montana. um, And so I can say check off that list. Um, And then we, we have a fun trip to Mexico where maybe the Trace Amigas get back together again. Mm. So, you know, having Vicky and Tamara in Mexico is always super Always a good time. Yeah. Yes. Speaking of, obviously you're full-time, Tamara's back full-time. How do you feel about Vicky's current role on the show? Would you like well, to see her more? Absolutely. I wish we saw her more this season. I always, I mean, ever since she left the show, I've always advocated for Vicky coming back. She just adds such a... um such a fun element to the show that I don't think others can duplicate. Yeah, she's an OG for a reason. Yeah. Um, speaking of girls trip, you know, you guys go on a few trips this year. Tamara, I mean, Taylor went on the trip with Tamara and Vicky already. Would you ever do Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip? Have you been asked yet? I was asked last minute to go on the Thailand trip, but Oh, um, it didn't work out with the scheduling of the starting of filming Real Housewives oh. of Orange County. So um, I do find myself as fun vacation. Shannon. Yeah, you know, I am. You're a fun excited, time on a trip. Very excited for the opportunity to potentially do that in the future. Yes. How do you think you would have fit in the mix with that um, Thailand group? Because that was that was season three. That was the Salt Lake awesome. girls, Miami girls. I did watch it. I did watch it, too. Um. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I don't want to say who yeah. sides I were on, but I'm definitely, definitely fans and friends with uh, Marisol. So. Oh, cute. I was literally going to say, I could see you bonding with the Miami girls. I don't know why I just thought that. Yeah. Right yeah. No, it's, she, she's so great. I've known her for years. So love her. Is there anyone from the Housewives universe that you would love to go, you know, if you're asked again to go on a girl's trip, who you would want to be on the show with? Well, um, I mean, I'll, I'll think of people that I don't, I think I've been on yet. I would say Margaret and Dolores. Oh yeah. That'd be from fun. New Jersey. Sonia Morgan. Sonia Morgan. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. 
she's a kick in the pants. Mm-hmm. Um, I let's see who on Atlanta, Sheree on Atlanta. Oh, I, just yeah, spent some, I spent some time with her uh, a couple months ago. She's so, so sweet. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, you guys did family yeah. feud, right? Yeah, yeah. And maybe um, some Erica Jane and Lisa Rinna. Oh, that's a, that sounds like a really good season. Yeah. When is that yeah, family feud episode airing? We, we were just talking about that, I think, sometime in the summer. Oh, cool. So it'll correlate with the show airing. I think so, yes. And then you, Vicky and Tamara, you have like a, a show coming. You're doing like a on the road kind of thing. Well, want- we, you know what? We're trying it out. We have a evening with the Trace Amigas. It's on mm-hmm. June 27th at the Irvine Improv in Orange County. And we thought it would be fun to put a show together that's, you know, a lot of housewives will do like a Q&A and we'll, we'll have a portion of the show, but we actually sing. We dance. Uh-huh. There's video clips. There's games with the audience. Like it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. So I'm excited. I'm excited. We're all, all three of us are very. Oh, I wish they lived in California to come. Yeah. yeah I might have to go to that. That sounds so fun. It, it's going to be great. Well, wow. thank you so much, Shannon. We're so excited for season 17. Thank you. And guys. hope to see you on girls trip sometime soon as well. It'd be great. Yes. Thank you. All right. Thank let's you. chat again soon. Great. Take care. Bye. Bye.